It's not a building. It's a congregation of people. And for this particular season, we are congregating. We are gathering virtually. But still, we are gathering uh, with our hearts towards God, towards Christ, and thinking about our fellow brothers and sisters. So I welcome you again. And I invite you to worship our God at, at your homes uh, in spirit and in truth. Our call to worship this morning comes from Hebrews 10. We're reading from verses 22 to 23, but those verses are followed by this confidence that we have in Jesus Christ. And we are able to enter into God's presence because of what God has already done for us through Christ. By the blood of Christ, we enter into the holy places with confidence. We have a great priest over the house of God. Therefore, verse 22 says, Let us draw near with true heart in full assurance of faith, faith in Jesus Christ, who loves us and gave himself up for us, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. More than our faith or faithfulness, God is faithful, and that's why we're able to even worship together this morning. So let's praise him who is faithful who is worthy of our praise this morning. Love God, love is 
my song 
praising my Savior, all that he That's right, church. God graciously gave us new life by giving us his only son, Jesus Christ. As we believe in Jesus Christ, we are not called sinners anymore. We are called righteous as we are clothed in Christ's righteousness. We are no more orphans. We are children of God. We taste and see how great and loving our God is through Christ. Our God is love. Our God is so good to us. His love and goodness is evident through Christ. Let's sing of His goodness together, church.
Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your rule and lordship over our lives and this church. Thank you for loving us, pursuing us, and demonstrating your grace through the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you that this good news gives us new life and hope in eternity. Thank you that through you we have our true identity as sons and daughters of our living God. Thank you that you knew us before we were formed in our mother's wombs. Thank you that you know us so intimately that the hairs of our head are numbered by you. You know all our joys as well as the challenges and difficulties in our lives. And Lord, you know the fear, the anxiety and grief that many of us have due to COVID-19. We trust that in your wisdom, in your ultimate sovereignty, you allowed COVID-19 for necessary purposes. Do quickly the just and merciful work that you have resolved to do. But Lord, do not forget the cry of those affected. Grant recovery, grant a cure. Though you may allow grief, you also show compassion because of the greatness of your love. And like the hard work we put in to protect ourselves and, the, and our loved ones from contagions like COVID-19, may we put more effort into protecting ourselves and our loved ones from sin and the schemes of Satan. We pray that this time of hardship is not wasteful. May we, your people, continually be spiritually honed to the likeness of Christ. Resonate our hearts and minds with the things that come from you and the things that represent you and the things that glorify you. Put us in tune with your spirit so that we can see your hand at work and be privileged to be effectively used by you. Fill us with compassionate courage and glorify your name in the way your people love you and love others. May your ways be known throughout the earth. 
Use us to tell about your soul-sanitizing, soul-saving power to people everywhere. And may the nations come to praise you. Lord, we are grateful for the body of believers of New Hope Fellowship. Thank you for each member of the community. We thank you that we have each other on this journey of life, of faith. We thank you for the ways, small or large, seen or unseen, that each member contributes to the body. Lord, we pray for the pastors, leaders, and administration of New Hope Fellowship. Bless them with your holy wisdom to lead your people and protect them from the schemes of the enemy. And now, Lord, we thank you for the truth that we're about to hear. We also thank you for making a way through technology and the people behind the scenes for us to worship you and hear your word with united hearts and minds this morning. As your truth is spoken, open the eyes of our hearts to see and savor your beauty. Heavenly Father, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The scripture reading for today is 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1-10. to 10. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, New Hope. Uh, it is wonderful to worship together uh, online in spirit and truth. Uh, I would like to thank Deacon Sam Chang, uh, especially uh, your prayer, but also uh, the picture, you know, with a smile and lively uh, motion. Uh, we, we need that uh, encouragement and energy, uh, sharing with one another uh, the joy and thanksgiving. And it was also wonderful to uh, be connected on Friday through praise and prayer night, especially those uh, who joined uh, through Zoom, uh, that we're able to catch up, just to hear how everyone's doing and praying, most of all, uh, to our Lord together in spirit and truth. Um, this morning, um, as a third message of 1 Peter, Shaping the Scatter. The title of the message is about leveling up our faith. So brothers and sisters, we have to recognize that there are different levels of faith. Now, some of you may wonder, I mean, you know, should we have just faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? But not all the faith are same. For example, uh, when uh, Peter was walking on the water, and he was overwhelmed by wave and storm. 
Jesus uh, rescued him and yet uh, confronted him and saying, you little faith, why do you doubt? So Jesus indicating Peter's faith as little faith. But on the other hand, when he met a centurion in Luke chapter 7, verse 9, um, Jesus complimented, and he was so pleased with uh, the centurion's faith and saying that you have great faith. Notice that Peter didn't have faith at all. Also, uh, in James chapter 2, verse 26, it says, Faith without action is dead faith. And Luke chapter 8, verse 12 and 13, uh, also Jesus talks about faith without Ruth. Um, and there are genuine faith, unwavering faith, active faith, and so on. So even a faith, um, there are level, different levels of faith and begins to shine for those of us who have unwavering faith, genuine faith, through crisis, through difficult times. On the other hand, uh, those of us who do not have Ruth, who do not have a solid relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, especially as we go through difficult times, those are the times that we are shaken in our relationship, in our daily uh, spiritual walk with the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. So the question is, how can we um, differentiate the levels of faith? And how can we truly say whether we have mature faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? So there are three things that I would like to share with you by uh, one's craving. What do we really crave in our spiritual walk? And number two, um, how we are being connected with Christ and being built up. And third, it's about our calling, whether we have clear calling in our lives. So how we crave, how are we being connected, and also whether we have a clear calling in our lives. So first, let me begin about craving and craving God's word. So Peter begins in today's passage, verse 1 and 2. And he says, um, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy. And in verse 2, like newborn infants craving for the pure spiritual milk that may you grow up into salvation. So Peter is challenging the saints and the disciples of Jesus Christ to put away the former things, the things that are part of old nature. But on the other hand, there are things that we long for, we crave for. And certainly Peter is not talking about uh, salv salvation by good deeds or salvation by performance. That he's not saying that when we put away these things, then, then we will earn salvation. Or by craving and longing for godly things, that we become um, you know, safe in the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. 
But however, he's saying that if you are truly born again Christian, you cannot help but to crave spiritual food. You cannot help but to crave God's word. And I shared this illustration a long time ago, but like our children, Haley and Karis, you know, they were born in North America. You could say maybe they are 2.5 or third generation. And yet, um, you know, they um, crave uh, sometimes uh, like spicy food. So when they go away for retreat or missions for one week or two weeks, at the end of the trip, when they come home and, you know, they crave, you know, spicy food. And then when they eat, they love it. And they say, oh, hit the spot. I remember uh, in California, we were hanging out with uh, one of our close friends. Now, he was a German descendant. And he was always hanging out with a second generation Korean. And we will eat lots of Korean food. But at the end of hanging out or fellowship, and he will go home and he will make himself peanut butter jelly sandwich. And he will eat that and he will say, ah, oh, hit the spot. So we have our own it's craving in our lives. And I'm not talking about just food or you know, behaviors, but we are talking about being born again, born again Christian. That as believers, the Lord Jesus Christ, we have our spiritual craving. And uh, we want to uh, imitate Jesus Christ and by its craving that we cannot help but to put away these malice things, put away fleshly desires. Yes, we are sinners. We are broken. We continually struggle. And yet as we discover the things that are not pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ, as we discover more and more, we want to put those things away naturally. And spiritually, we are craving God's word to come in and God's joy and presence of the Lord to surround our lives so that we experience deeper fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So that as we continue on such spiritual discipline, reading and praying God's word, and that's when we imitate Christ. So I always say that spiritual formation always leads to character formation. That God begins to shape us and mold us to be more like Christ. And that the motivation is very clear. Not to show up or to perform in front of other people. But our motivation, because we have tasted in verse 3, it, indeed, you have tasted that the Lord is good. Dear congregation members, have you ever tasted the goodness of God in your life? The grace of God in your life? If you genuinely tasted such a wonderful beauty of God that you can never ever go back to old lifestyle. You can never, ever go back to all things. You know, there are times that we enjoy our children, you know, playing music or instrument. But have you ever heard, you know, top class, top tier musician playing violin or even guitar or the instrument? You know, once you hear, you know, that level 
of you know, music or art. You can never go back and you know, even like car or any kind of product, if you experience something really good, something supreme, that you don't want to settle with cheap product. In the same way, once we taste the goodness and beauty of God, and once we taste the spiritual food that minister to our soul, that we become full with the joy of the Lord, that's what Peter is saying. Indeed, if you ever tasted the Lord is good, you cannot help but to crave more and more. So, brothers and sisters, let me ask you a question. What are you craving in your life right now? Are you craving for God's word? Are you craving for the presence of the Lord? You see, if you belong to Christ, you cannot help that your family will crave to be in the presence of the Lord. And you cannot help but to strive to put away some of the ungodly things of your character, of your relationship dynamic, your daily routine that is habitual sin or that dishonoring God in your relationship. So what Peter is saying is that um, it appears through what you're craving, what you're made of, but number two, it talks about being connected to a living stone as a foundation. It's about your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that goes ultimately about your connection with Christ. In verse four, it says, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by man, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You know, we know that salmon, you know, there are seasons and swimming and jumping upstream to make it to its own, you know, spawn area. We call that as a homing instinct. You know, try to go back home. You know, there's an instinct. There's a DNA, that desire, the pull. In a way, just as I mentioned, those of us who are born again in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have spiritual DNA, this homing instant, going back and being connected with the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only craving God's word, but we desire to be deeply connected with the Lord Jesus Christ in our individual relationship with God. And Peter is saying this, Jesus is a living stone and cornerstone. But notice that Jesus, who was, went through suffering, who was rejected and resurrected. And this rejected and resurrected Christ is our living stone and cornerstone of our lives. And our Christian life is fundamentally founded in living stone and cornerstone of Jesus Christ. And that is our identity being built in Jesus Christ. So that you and I, we are living stones that are being connected and being built through the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the puzzle pieces of 
final God's kingdom product to represent who Christ is that is connected to this ultimate living stone and cornerstone, Jesus Christ. In verse 5, it says, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That you and I, we are being built together through Jesus Christ. And this cornerstone divides people into two categories, those who believe and those who do not believe, those who are being connected to Christ and those who are disconnected to Christ. And yet it is very possible that we can still come out to church, we can still perform our religion, being disconnected to Christ. You know, some of us, we come out because we're connected to church community. We're connected to church building or program, relationship. But probably, um, you know, when we are connected through church as institution or program, but not necessarily connected to this personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and some of us, who are disconnected to Christ may have very, very difficult time right now. Even in fact, you know, we discover in the season of COVID-19, and there are people, our congregation members, who are still connected through church, through online, spiritually, praying together. But there are some people who are disconnected in this season. But when we are not connected to personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, even days go by. Even though we spend so much time at church, we may not resemble Christ, that we want to use religion for our own benefit, our own promotion and success in this life in order to gain more prosperity or blessing in our everyday life. And notice a lot of people you know, uh, into you know, online streaming. A lot of children, you know, they do TikTok, you know, dancing. You know, things have drastically changed. And what they care about is like how many followers, how many views, how many likes or dislikes. And everyone wants to be connected through something such as social media, as if the worth of their identity are being defined by how many followers and how many likes they have. And they call it, you know what, people who have a lot of followers and likes, they are influencers. And we try to define our worth. But the question is, are you being connected to Christ? You know, this world is chaos at times and confusing. Many of us, we wonder what our future holds. There are times that we struggle with the fear, anxiety, isolation. 
But it is when we are confused. It is when we go through ups and downs of our lives. What God is saying is that Jesus being the cornerstone. Jesus being the living stone that we can always trace back. We can always come back to this cornerstone. There are times that our life is like a puzzle. We get lost. So many events and incidents that we are confused. And where do we go back? And how do we find our worth? And how do we discern our future? But those are the times. Even though we struggle in this world, we can always come back, trace back to cornerstone and ask the fundamental question, am I being connected to Christ? Am I being connected and built, built out of the relationship with Christ? You know, to be honest, you know, I go through that season as well. You know, every Sunday these days, it became a new norm, you know, preaching, you know, right in front of camera. You know, I've been serving in New Hope for the past 15 years. You know, we work hard. We work hard to reach out to people. We work hard so that we can bring more people to Christ. So committed to grow church together. I realized that, you know what? Having many, many people on Sunday is a beautiful thing. And yet, if they're not being connected to Christ individually, what good is it? And this is a season, especially in this season, God is testing our faith. Are we being connected to Christ? Because just like COVID-19 takes place, and this sanctuary is just empty. It's not about number. It's not about how many followers like or dislike. But it's about how are they being connected and being built in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why Peter was challenging, encouraging those saints who are being persecuted. In this world, as you live out the gospel, expect that you will be suffer. You will be disliked even. Because this world is talking about gaining, being promoted, being successful, competing and putting other people down in order for you to win. And yet Christianity talks about surrendering, humility, letting go of control, obeying, giving up, forgiving. Being weak in order for the power of the Christ being demonstrated through our lives. And no wonder why this world dislike the message of the gospel. And yet when we are being connected and being built through Christ, and that is when that we know, even through difficult times, we don't give up. We don't pursue our Christian faith in order to gain security in the world, in order to have promotion in the world. 
but just because we follow Christ. And that itself is satisfying our soul because that's what we are made of. That's what we crave in our everyday life. Dear congregation members, is your family being connected to Christ? I know that even many marriages go through difficult times and rocky seasons feeling like they are disconnected from each other. But ultimately, are you being connected to Christ? Because through Christ, that you are being connected and being built so that you can together build a house together. When husband is connected to Christ and when wife is connected to Christ, and that is when your marriage is connected in Christ and through Christ. When children are being connected to Christ, your family can have Christ-centered family as well. It's not being connected through program. It's not being connected through institution and what we go through. But lastly, it's about having clear calling. In verse 9 of today's passage, it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What he's saying is that when we are being connected and being built as house of God, that all of us, we have very clear calling in our lives, that we are the royal priesthood. Don't ever think that pastors are the priest. No, all the believers, all the brothers and sisters who are born again Christian are called to be priests. Actually, um, I think it was uh, last week, one of our congregation members came to church for a recording uh, song and just bumped into each other in a church building. And I saw a member, and I was so happy, so overjoyed, because I haven't seen you know, our congregation members for like a month and a half. I was overjoyed. And this person, as soon as uh, she saw my face, she was like with tears. It's like as if, you know what, it's like just seeing you, I feel like I, I saw everyone at church. I'm just using it as an example. But in this tough season, as we go out to the world, as we are being scattered in our home, in our workplaces, I wonder how many of us, how many of us we hear or we exemplify Christ. Just like non-believers and brothers and sisters who are struggling, when they see us, they are with tears and with overjoy. Just like I seeing you, I feel like I'm seeing Christ. Just like having interaction with you, I feel like I'm having interaction with Christ. You see, our Christian faith is not just about earning salvation or having ticket to go to heaven.
but living out in this daily life to exemplify as a priest and ministering to people, especially in dark times such as this. And I heard the testimony in Wuhan. First time when it was locked down, the whole city was locked down. And people were panicking because they're running out of water. They're running out of food and no mask. But I heard the testimony that it was Christian brothers and sisters who went out to the street. The little food they had, little mask, limited amount of mask they had. But these Christians, brothers and sisters, were handing out and sharing those masks and water and saying, Christ loves you. Christ loves you. When everyone's hiding and worrying about their own security, these Christian brothers were, and sisters were royal priesthood. I also heard another testimony. In the States, one of the pastors, you know, he was hospitalized for weeks because of coronavirus. He was isolated, disconnected from his own home, family members, church members. Even though he was a pastor, he was scared, so discouraged because he was not improving. Am I really ending this life by myself? being isolated, disconnected from loving community. And he was praying so desperately, God, I want to experience your presence. I want to experience that you love me, you care for me. You know, that night when he was struggling and he was crying, one of the janitors of the hospital, you know, knock on the door. Hey, brother, can I pray for you? That night changed everything for this pastor. Can you imagine pastor being ministered by janitor of the hospital? And after janitor prayed for the pastor, you know, he said, you know what? I used to be a missionary. But I came home to take a break. And I decided to work for a hospital as a janitor in this season. And I saw you struggling, being scared. And God led me to minister to you, pray for you. You see, God sent the janitor to minister this Christian pastor brother in that time, shining in a hospital, exemplify and revealing the presence of God. And our uh, testimony, even from our own congregation member, who's a frontline worker, you know, she noticed that one of the seniors being alone in a hospital, she just went and then held this person's hand, holding the hand, and ministering to this person. And again, she was also thankful to our co uh, congregation members who helped her family with food and supporting, taking care of a lot of things. All these things are examples of being Christ followers. 
Just like when we go back to verse 9 of today's passage, that you are a chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation, and people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's not just about us individually being connected to Christ. You know what? I have assurance of salvation. I go to heaven. I know for certain that Christ loves me. But the excellency of the gospel, excellency of who Christ is being revealed as we go out as a priesthood. In such faith that God will say that is great faith, unwavering, one unwavering faith, genuine faith. So, brothers and sisters, let me wrap up today's message. What do we really crave? Are we being connected? And do we have clear calling in our lives? That as we have personal relationship and pursue godly things, as we live out our daily walk, let us continually reveal the excellency of the gospel in our everyday life. Let's pray together. As we spend some time if you really feel that uh, you are disconnected, especially in this season, when we talk about social, physical distancing, whether we are truly and deeply connected with Christ and being built what we are made out of. And those of us who crave more of Christ, can we pray, Lord, we want more of you. We want more of your word. We want more of your spirit really reigning in our lives, in our hearts. And let's also pray, Lord, in this difficult, confusing season, how can we reveal your excellency, your power, your joy, the message of the gospel around us, especially those who are going through dark season and difficult times? What are our callings? Lord, reveal to us, speak to us, as we pray. So let's pray together.
And as we continue to pray, um, especially those who are being shaken and going through uh, difficult times, confused with fear and anxiety, uncertainty, let's confess that Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our cornerstone. Just like, you know, different pieces of puzzle, we're confused, we're lost, and we don't know how to make it sense. Let's come back to the cornerstone and being connected to Christ, hanging, holding on to Christ so that everything will just flow out of that relationship. And that God will lead us one step at a time as we are being connected with Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, by showing your mercy and grace. In our former ways, we're craving fleshly desires, and yet in Jesus Christ, those of us who are born again, we crave more of Christ, spiritual food, to be connected with Christ. And that brings true joy and satisfaction in our lives. And once we taste, we can never go back, but we desire more and more. Father, we want our families to taste the beauty and the presence of God in this season. We pray that our individual members will be connected to Christ in a deep way, in a real tangible way, so that we can go out and live out our calling as a priest, as ambassadors of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, I'm glad that you joined us. For those of you who are new to our church and have logged in to join our live stream service for the first time, we welcome you and we would like to encourage you to connect with our leaders, including myself. I'm one of the pastors here, or Pastor Daniel, who oversees college and adults and local missions. Uh, you can uh, connect with us by visiting our website under staff. Uh, we'd love to get to know you. And uh, if you are not receiving our weekly e-newsletter, uh, please do contact Elaine so that you can uh, be keep, uh, keep posted uh, with different updates as to what's happening at our church. Uh, we thank you again for your worshipful giving and generous and faithful giving uh, in this season. Uh, you can continue to give your tithes and offering online so that our church can continue to be on a mission to proclaim the excellences of Christ uh, locally and globally. Uh, if you'd like to make a donation towards the COVID-19 Benevolence Fund to help our members, neighbors, and marginalized in the city, please do indicate that um, on, on the drop-down menu, and please make sure to include your offering number and any split offering details in the note box. For those of you who are going through uh, difficulties, uh, especially needs, 
uh, for food or other items. Our church uh, is doing a COVID food drive. Uh, many families all over the GTA require assistance during this challenging time, and we are seeking our vo uh, volunteers to serve our community at this time through food collection and distribution. If you like to volunteer, please register at our website uh, provided on our, um, this announcement. Assistance can also be sought on our website as well if you know uh, of anyone who, in, who is in need. For more information, please contact our food drive team at the email address provided. Uh, every Sunday, uh, we are trying to do our best to connect with one another. So uh, today, uh, after the service, we will be having a live lounge via Zoom at 11 o'clock. I'll be facilitating discussions from today's message, and we'll be breaking out into small groups to pray for one another. It's a great way to connect with one another and to go deeper into God's Word. We heard about craving God's Word, so I would love to see you there at 11 o'clock after the service. You can click a Zoom link in our website. Uh, lastly, uh, we have initiated this movement, We the Church, uh, in order to stay connected Please join this initiative by creating a one-minute testimony video that will be shared during our Sunday service, during the announcement time, answering the question, how have you witnessed God's grace at work during this season? And today we have uh, one couple, Fred and Michelle, who will be sharing uh, their experience of God in this season. So that's Hi, New Hope Fellowship family. My name is Fred. And I'm Michelle. Uh, Michelle will take this time to briefly share how God has been revealing himself to her as one of many frontline workers during this pandemic. So the past eight to nine weeks have been the same, going to work and completing tasks that needed to get done. Hmm. I was immune to what was happening to, due to my busyness. It was not until a few weeks ago that I realized how this pandemic has affected me when I saw a colleague have a mental breakdown at work. Mm. In times like this, our true selves are exposed. What is our hope and where do we place our trust in? Many without hope go deeper and deeper into an endless pit of fear and anxiety. Mm. I would be the same as I'm a naturally anxious person, but with regular check-ins with our church family, I remember God's faithfulness in the past Therefore, I can lean onto his faithfulness in the present and future. Through God's grace, I'm constantly reminded that Jesus has paid it all and that he is still victorious in this life. For those who are not connected, I strongly encourage you to be mm. courageous and get connected. Let's go through this together in the body of Christ. A testimony and how you're doing uh, together as a family. And uh, I would like to encourage uh, all of our congregation members to uh, take this season uh, to uh, enjoy your connection.